Sorry, congratulations, man. Thank you. So, uh, so, so it looks like Drago's pretty much confirmed for Creed 2? Yeah, it wouldn't be a party without Drago, would it? Yeah, yeah it wouldn't be a party with it. Hey, guys. <laughs> pretty cool, right? You got any room in there? Everyone wants to know in what capacity is he coming back? As a trainer, or is he going to be? Is he going to be fighting you, or? Well, we're gonna, I'm going to punch him. Are, are you guys going to fight? You know, round two senior citizen battle. You know, I got to hit Drago once. <laughs> is is he going to be training though for someone to fight? Uh, you know, Adonis. Oh, you know what? Tune in next week. It's going to be good. Welcome back to Slycast. It's been a while since we've been with you guys. We appreciate you all hanging in with us. Tonight, we have three of the four Slycast crew members here. I am Jeff Hewlett, and here alongside me for this quick update on the most recent Sly news is none other than original founding member of Slycast, Mr. Jeff Ferry. Good to be back with you, sir. Thank you. Ding, ding. <laughs> oh, I forgot about our uh, Sly sound effects we used to use. Uh, Mike Kunda, you've had a couple extra seconds here to think up a witty soundbite to use. Have you been, man? Yo, you're breaking hearts the way you're looking. Very sharp. You could be a heartbreaker looking the way you do. Oh, my God. Now, if all you guys out there took Mike Kunda's Rocky tour in Philadelphia, you, you would hear all of this stuff and more from Mike live and in person, right, Mike? You got that right. Uh, and if you're lucky, you get to watch me take my meds so I forget <laughs> who I am. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's, it's so good to be back in the saddle with you guys, man. I, I've missed this Slycast recording, and, and I think we're all uh, we're all recommitted to this. I think we're going to be trying to do these at least on a monthly basis, and uh, I hope we can keep up with that because thanks to everybody out there who's been liking us and, and listening to our older episodes and commenting on those over the past few months we've been out of commission. So uh, we really appreciate you guys still out there listening, and we we appreciate all of the other the Rockies podcasts out there who have been giving us shout-outs uh, for a while now. And we've all kind of cross-pollinated on some of those shows, Rocky Minute and some of the other ones. So uh, thanks to all you guys for, for giving us the nod and keeping the, the Slycast alive for all this time. And so this is a good time, actually, to bring the Slycast back because we just recently had some pretty big announcements about Creed 2. So um, I know we've got a lot to discuss about the information that's currently out there. So I know you guys all have opinions to share, and uh, I think we just found out finally who is going to play um, Drago's son in Creed 2. So I guess that's probably the biggest uh, the biggest bit of news. So I'll throw it out there. Mike Kunda, being Mr. Rocky himself, what are your thoughts on the most recent Creed 2 announcements? So, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic. Um, if Creed taught me anything, it taught me never to underestimate <laughs> Sylvester Stallone's Damn writing straight. ability. And, yeah, um, I... Uh, I was so pleasantly surprised with Creed. Again, I stand by the my uh, uh, initial feelings. We did not need Creed, but we got it, and they did a good job with it. With Creed two, uh, fighting Drago's son, I'm a little more skeptical. Mm -hmm. But you know, uh, there's something about Dolph Lundgren coming back that I did not think I was going to appreciate. Yeah. And the, I've had a great deal of time to think about it. And I'm actually looking forward to seeing how Dolph is going to portray Ivan Drago. And uh, I, 
I don't know how I feel about the, the the fighter they've picked to play his son. He doesn't look like Drago. He there mm-hmm. were certainly other people who look better and more like uh, a young Drago. But again, if Sly's on board with it, I'm going to be at least open to say, okay, let's try it. You think he looks like Brigitte at all? I'm thinking this. I'm thinking <laughs> after the loss in 85 to Rocky, I'm thinking he got shipped back to Siberia. He was working in the Siberian salt mines. Ludmilla <laughs> left him, and she hits the wall. And the- I think Drago comes out, and, and maybe he has some type of woman or someone in his life that maybe gets him to see something else. Maybe we're going to see another side of Drago. I don't know. Maybe a repentant side. Maybe we're going to see some, I don't know. I just know if he's in Philly, it's going to be remarkable to have Drago walking the streets of Philadelphia. You know what? I I, I want to talk about every single one of those points. I have, I have notes in here that, that relate to all those. But before we do that, I got to throw over to Jeff Ferry for his general reaction to this Creed 2 news. What do you think, Jeff? I think I have to admit, when they first announced it, I just assumed that it was fake. Yeah, me too. I was like, yeah, okay, he's going to fight Trago's son. Yeah, that makes sense. And then as it got closer and closer, I'm like, oh, they're really going to do that, huh? Okay. All right. (laughs) I'm kind of feeling like how Mike was, though. Like, I felt that way when they announced Creed, too. But then they really threaded the needle on that and made it work. Mm -hmm. So you just have to wonder if they can do it again. Can they make it happen? Um. Again, I'm also a little concerned about the person they picked for mm-hmm. Drago's son because you never know. Is it going to be like, um, I forget, oh, Antonio Tarver, who they picked for Rocky Balboa, who turned out to be like, hey, this guy was good for mm-hmm. what we needed. Or is it going to be Tommy Morrison where you're like, this guy sucked for what we needed and <laughs> and helped ruin this movie. Yep. So those are the two sides you get when you pick someone like that. Um, also, I won't be seeing the movie unless Brigitte Nielsen's in it. I will say that. <laughs> um, also, when you guys started talking about uh, Drago being in Philly, part of me was kind of hoping they'd bring him back and he'd still be a jackass. Right. And he'd be like, like he hasn't changed at all in 30 years. Like he's still wearing like old tattered, like red with the hammer and sickle on it. He's still got his like gloves on. Yeah. Like the Soviet Union still exists. Spiky hair. Yeah. But how about this? How would you like to see Drago run up the art museum steps? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And punch hmm. the Rocky statue out. <laughs> my mind is going to explode in about six seconds All i can't right. even conceive of drago running up the steps yeah. that that is that would be quite the, the how about we go the, what if they went the other way what if they took it and they went very serious not a rocky four but they went rocky one like what would Drago be? Would he be repentant? Would he be miserable and, and angry and envious and jealous? Would he want to take out Adonis, not knowing that he's alive, right? So he's going to set his, put his kid to fight Adonis. Like, what's the better way to go? I don't know. I had that exact same question written down here in, in my notes, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump right back to it. Uh, it, it, right after I throw this out there, I, I just want to quickly throw out that that I'm of two minds about this movie too. Uh, kind of like you, I mean, we all agreed Creed was excellent, almost unexpected, so well executed, and I was ecstatic to know that they were going to do another one because I, when I walked out of the theater after seeing it, I'm like, I hope they continue this. I was skeptical, but this was so good, and it it I loved it so much that 
I hope that they continue this. But I, I kind of still feel like this is dangerous ground because Drago and and you know potentially so Drago though Rocky Four was like a snapshot in time. It was a product of a specific political climate that existed in that point in time when the movie was made, and I'm not entirely sure that is as relevant that kind of a tie-in is as relevant today unless like drago's son was part of the like an election hacking group i don't know but <laughs> I, I i don't know because it rocky four as much as we all love it looking back on it it, it does have that kitsch factor yep. that you know you can totally look at that like you look at rocky one and you look at movies that are being made today rocky one could be made today and look exactly the same but yeah, you look absolutely. at rocky four you're like god Damn, that movie screams that time period. Yes. And yeah, so you know what? And Rocky Creed fans out there, you're probably going to hate me for saying this, but I would almost rather them have said it was going to be Clubber Lang's son. Hmm, interesting. That would have been more interesting to me. As much as nostalgic, I, I love the idea of Drago coming back, and I cannot wait to see Dolph on the screen, and I cannot wait to see Rocky and, and Drago face-to-face in this film. That that nostalgia aside, like part of me was like it 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 feels like it would be more like Creed one if it was Clubber Lang's son because Rocky three at least had that grit to it. Yeah, it did. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, see, there was a lot of grit in that beach scene. A lot of grit there. <laughs> yeah. that, grit got, that grit gets everywhere. You can't get it out. <laughs> it's in the shorts. It's sticking to the grease that's on your body. Yeah, man. No, I know, but but back to Mike's original point. I actually had this written down uh, in my notes as something that that I thought about was you know if they're gonna they're gonna have to, if they want to make it a revenge film from Drago's perspective and Drago's son's perspective, they're gonna have to give us something of a of a of a catch up on what happened to Drago, what really happened to Drago. Joking aside, after he loses to Rocky, right? Because we have to understand why he would he, he would instill that in his own son, too, that there needs to be some kind of a, you know, I need to get back at Rocky for, you know. Because the fact remains that even though he did lose to Rocky, he still killed an American icon. That has to have a lot of weight in Russia. Like, you know, in front of a, a national or global audience, he literally killed an American icon in the ring. I think that may have saved him from total disgrace in Russia, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Well, hmm. I guess you go with the, what year what's Rocky for is 85, right? Yeah. Yeah. So six years later, the country falls apart. Mm-hmm. So yeah. anything you did for the Soviet union true. doesn't mean squat anymore. That's so I mean, point. they could say that he, are they going to try to make us feel bad for Drago and be like, Oh, he was destitute. And this, that happened. Yeah. Ah, they could go point. that way with it. They totally could. They totally could. Um, I don't know. I so there's 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 a couple there's so there's three pretty much three, you know, Rocky esque storylines. You know, I guess you could or formats you could go with, right? You got the Rocky one where it's the long build up to the essential draw at the end. They could do that. They could do the Rocky three, you know, quick loss and then you know fight your way back and then win at the end, or you know, you could do the, um, um, why am I losing myself? Or you could do Adonis just straight up wins at the end, like Rocky Four, right? So I don't know, honestly. I don't know what, what would work 
better in this you know the new creed style of storytelling which is a lot more like the rocky one style storytelling in my mind yeah very much so and and it's something i've really been going back and forth with uh you know especially i i know there's going to be lots of russian in it from what was released today (laughs) i don't know if you guys saw that today what's that uh the uh i think they're called the Heary casting agency they just put notes out that they're looking for a lot of people who can actually speak and read russian fluently oh. for a major uh, motion picture in okay. that's going to be filming in the middle of march to the end of april in philadelphia now oh, we all know go. what that is so i i'm thinking there's going to be heavy russian overtones in this which oh, could good. be very interesting well, that kind of lends a little bit to uh, fleshing out of the Drago backstory then. Yes, and I also feel, uh, you know, Stallone wrote this, or at at the last I heard, Stallone wrote the script for Creed uh, yeah. 2. So I have to believe Stallone is not going to rehash 1985 all over again. Mm-hmm. He may take key moments from that movie, but I, I just don't think... I don't know. I think Stallone took a big lesson from Creed. Um, it, what what would it be really like? Not a cartoon version. It's not going to be about their bodies anymore. Although, I have to go back and say, Dolph Lundgren has been hitting the gym incredibly hard per his Instagram account. He's been putting mm. out, like, why would he work out so heavy and so hard if he's only going to be a trainer in the movie? Oh, man, I can't see them doing a fight, though. Oh I just, God, no, definitely not. No, I don't think Rocky, no. <laughs> unless unless maybe, a- unless maybe during his backstory... Or, or, or maybe you see him actually, he's still fighting people, you know, in, in you know, uh, small clubs in Russia or something. Maybe they're yeah. going to well, do I mean, something like that. And they could show him fighting 20 years ago and they could use him and then just use that de-aging stuff to True. look like he's 35. True. Or yeah. maybe like Rambo 2 when he's breaking the rocks with the sledgehammer. Right. Maybe we're going to see Drago doing hard labor. Right. Just just for an in, in just to be a huge factor just mm-hmm. to show mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. massive like drago is still you know if we think drago is big and menacing wait a minute here comes his son who is like the size of a bull so i mean i don't know i, I the one thing that has me nervous is this guy i i, I don't know mm-hmm. if i like him as uh, as uh, drago junior i don't know well you know i was thinking about this because i remember there was a a rumor not long ago, and I think it was Sly being funny or misdirecting people, uh, saying that Brock Lesnar was going to play Drago's son. And let me tell you, when I saw this announcement, I wiped the sweat from my brow. So like, oh yeah. god, I just, I really, as much as I'm, I'm skeptical about this guy, I would really not be happy if they picked a famous wrestler, MMA fighter slash actor, whatever, yeah. to play. Drago's oh. son, because I, I, the, 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 the unknown factor really helps me suspend my disbelief. I think I would be oh, much more skeptical if it well, was Brock also, Lesnar. Oh my God. And if just, I mean, besides the fact that you're picking a wrestler, you're picking Brock Lesnar, like mm-hmm. the guy has zero charisma. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have, he doesn't have Tommy Morrison charisma. Oh Jesus. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> talk in wrestling. They have to have someone come out and talk for him. Oh God. Because oh, my God. He, he's so unimpressive. <laughs> He's not like one of those wrestlers that crosses over. He's like the polar opposite of like The Rock, 
where like the rock oh, just man. oozes charisma. He's like the anti-rock. Where he sucks charisma out of a room. Oh man. Hey Brock, if you're listening, you can find Jeff Ferry at one, two, three. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, oh man. that's funny. No, that's funny. No, you got a great point though. You got a great point. I d I don't think Brock was ever known for his acting skills. And and to be honest, I mean in these movies, um, I think that you do need to have at least some, uh, you know, ring personality uh, to to really convey the character because they're going to need to convey this guy as being an evil and the villain, right? So uh, you need that presence in Especially the ring. Especially if he has screen. a large role. Like if the guy has a small role, like the fighter in Balboa and the fighters in Creed, you can hide them and you just – you give them a couple lines. True. It's all in the rings. It's all yeah. during press yeah. conferences, so it's not a big deal. But like, Mr. T had to actually act some up, and obviously mm-hmm. Carl Weathers does a ton of acting. Oh yeah, yeah. And now imagine recast like a boxer in Carl Weathers' role. I mean, a boxer that wasn't Muhammad Ali, who probably could have done it, but anybody else. Mm. And you, that movie would have. He would have crushed that movie. He would have killed it because every time it was his turn to act, you'd be like, "Oh my god, this guy." Yeah, yeah. that's true. Good point. You know, put Tommy in there. Make that Tommy. Oh God! Of come on! Now I'm gonna see to... Tommy in every Rocky movie. <laughs> what are you doing to me? I'm sorry. He's my go-to for like how you, how casting can ruin a movie. You thought oh, I was yeah. in it for the money, Tommy? He's the he's the Anakin Skywalker he's... of the Rocky series. Oh wow! There there's the wow. Tommy Morrison Hayden Christensen comparison. Wow, that Phew. is the ultimate bitch slap right there. Damn! Now Tommy Morrison, if you're listening, you can find Jeff Ferry. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think he's listening. <laughs> I don't know. Is he listening from above or below? Where would he be listening from? Who? Wow, are we going to debate the <laughs> the afterlife status of Tommy Morrison now? Uh, Slycast has reached a new that's level. When you know it's time to uh, uh, pack up. So no, let's oh, let's move we'll past Tommy. All right. Poll yeah. in, uh, on our Facebook page, whether you think Tommy went up or down. Yo, that actually that that could be a very interesting question. Except, uh, you know, his wife, she might not appreciate it. But that's it's true, guys. What did you? What do you think of the tagline? How much is your legacy worth? For this, that's All kind right, of ominous like to me. I, I I don't like it because it implies money, and that money is somehow equal to what you're worth inside. So I don't like it because money was never about Rocky. So uh, I don't like the tagline. And is it an official tagline? I don't know if it is. I don't. Th- I don't think it is. But I. I just saw it used in a a, a promo image. So all that too. So saw it. I saw it. Throw it out there, Jeff Ferry. Your thoughts on how much is your legacy worth? If that is going to be a tagline used for a poster. Uh, I mean. Maybe it can be explained to me that as of now, like, does Rocky strike you as the type of person who's worried about their legacy? I mean, that's more mm-hmm. of an Apollo thing. So, are they aiming that at Adonis? It would have to be, right? I'm sure. It would have yeah. to be Adonis. Well, the, the post again, I saw had a picture of Adonis so, standing on it with that line. Yeah. Like. So, from that point of view, this makes me think that they're almost in like Rocky three mode. Yeah. Of, like he's now. Is this going to be a couple years down the line? He's the champ. He's a big deal now. Now he's got you know. Maybe he doesn't think he needs Rocky anymore. Are we going to get into that situation? I hope not, man. Well, did you read – I wonder if you guys read what I read. <clears throat> Creed 2 opens with Adonis in the ring, uh, and he wins the championship. 
That's how the okay. movie opens, right after the title sequence. They leave the ring, and as they're walking from the ring to the ro- the locker room, Drago is ringside, and he starts oh. pushing Rocky, no. and they get into a look. You didn't read that? I, no, I didn't. I don't like it. <laughs> I, already, I already saw that movie. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> Now, now, if it was, if if it was, you see him win the championship. He walks away from the ring and he gets back into the locker room somewhere, and someone makes a snide remark about, you know, the the guy that killed your dad or whatever. And gets something to, something to get him thinking about the fact that his father died in the ring again, and he decides, you know, hey, I'm a I'm a big shot now. I I want to get revenge on the guy who took my father out. That I maybe can see, but ah, I don't know. It feels real shoehorn like. If, Dra- if yeah. Drago just was somehow happened to come from Russia and be at ringside, that sounds a little convenient to me. I don't sure, know. I mean, I mean, there's always a way you can make it happen because you yeah, can be like, it. this is the 25th anniversary of the time that he fought Rocky, so we invited him to the fight. But I don't like them pushing. I would rather him just walk by and yeah. stare Stallone down. Like That's I don't true. need pushing. Like or, these, these are two, or, these are two aged men who don't need to be pushing. Each yeah, other. or or you could you could even go a different route with that. Like you know, as he's walking out, you know, Drago's son is another boxing contender. Like maybe he's like number three or four or whatever in line for a title shot, and maybe he makes some kind of offhand comment about you know I'll kick your ass. My my father killed your dad or something, and pff, that's how something starts. I don't know. Maybe Rocky tries to break a fight between the son. Victor, Victor, Victor. That's the kid's name, I think, mm. right? That wouldn't surprise v- me. Yeah, I think I read it was. It's not Victor, it, but it sounds like Victor? it. Maybe, maybe he swings at Adonis, and yeah. because Adonis has his gloves on, he maybe can't defend himself as well or whatever. So Rocky jumps in, and then Drago jumps in. Maybe that could work. Yeah, there you go. I can't wait to listen back to this episode when this movie comes out and we and we are completely wrong about everything. Yeah, right. <laughs> Drago's selling hot dogs and beer in the aisle. <laughs> he's yeah. the cotton candy guy. He's got nothing going and he's got like the red and white striped hat and shirt on and just going up and down the aisles of Madison Square Garden. Beer here! Uh, you must drink it. Beer uh, here! Friggin' Rocky turns out. around it's friggin' Drago like, M&M's rock. <laughs> And then Rocky has flashbacks. You get that locker room scene, and you get him falling on the mat again. Well, I just killed it. The the car girl, because they're fighting in maybe an area where they don't have enough money to get, like, a real card girl. So, (laughs) well, that could be ugly. Oh, man. This is genuine sly cast commentary for you folks out there. Yeah. (laughs) I miss getting into this kind of detail. Yeah. It's fun. (laughs) Uh, well, you know what though. Joking aside, joking aside, I am looking forward to the the Rocky and Drago moment when they come face to face again uh, in this film. You know, I I'm trying to think in my brain what what what's what's Rocky's reaction going to be like, and I just after everything he's been through, especially after through uh, Rocky Balboa and and through Creed and and seeing how his personality has developed after the deaths of his his wife and his closest friends I can't see him having a real visceral reaction to to seeing Drago again like I can't see him immediately like bawling his fist and wanting to throw a punch like right I I, I see him just gets maybe he'll get uh not depressed but sad or whatever yeah blame himself exactly yeah, that's kind of what I was seeing—more of a of a melancholy sort of reaction to yeah. it, and and maybe maybe uh, Adonis having the more 
a visceral reaction. Like maybe he doesn't. Ne- well, he, maybe he recognizes Drago, you know, in, in that in that meeting, and he gets in Drago's face, right? I don't know. That it, I I can't imagine. But it's I'm, gonna, go ahead. Well, you bring up a good point because you know Adonis never met his father, so true. I don't know how deep the reaction would be. It, like if he knew his father until he was 10 years old or something, he would have some kind of connection with his dad. But never having known him, I wonder mm. how they're going to write it where Adonis reacts to seeing Drago. Like it's almost – I almost believe Drago and his son, they must be the antagonist. They have to push it. Mm. I don't know that Adonis and Rocky are going to push the issue here, you know? Yeah. I can. Yeah, I can see that. Well, I, I can see – Adonis being more of a hothead about it and Rocky maybe not being True. on board necessarily. True. I'm sure he'll have some conflicting feelings about it, but I don't know. I, I, I'm i trying not to force this movie in my head into one of the previous Rocky films formats. That's, that's, and that's why we didn't write the script. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> now, uh, words how of do wisdom. you guys... The one, the one thing, the one giant negative that I hear from fans all the time about Creed is that they really disliked Bianca and the relationship with Adonis. Now, so she's going to be back. Presumably, the hearing loss is going to kick in more so we have more sympathy for her. But I did not like her as a person, not the actress. Tessa Thompson, was she's a wonderful actress and I'm sure a lovely person. But I did not like Bianca at all. I had no sympathy really? for her. What, yeah, none. What do you guys huh. feel? Jeff Ferry? I, I was... I was not as harsh as you are. I was ambivalent about their relationship. I thought it was fine. I mean, it was... I mean, this is a tough road to help. It's obviously it's not Rocky Adrian. No, it was on a scale of one to ten. It was a five. I don't think it drugged the movie down. Like when their scenes were coming up, I wasn't like, oh my god, are they done yet? But it wasn't like I wasn't hanging on every word they had either. Mm, I like, got the, you. The yeah. hearing loss thing. It was interesting. It was you know, it's it's something for her character, but it wasn't like wow, this is this is one of those every five year you know, movie relationships, it's really going to stick with me. It didn't, because when the movie was over, the parts of that movie that stuck with me, that was not one of them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, You know, one positive thing that I'll say is I'm, I'm, I'm glad that he's remaining in the same relationship from movie to movie. I probably wouldn't have enjoyed as much if they had him going in a different direction romantically i mean i I, i'm with jeff it was definitely a middle of the road type of relationship and i don't i don't think it was a high point of the film at all but i wasn't down on it at all i mean it was okay uh there were certain moments that she had that i thought were were pretty good and you know i i'm kind of glad that they're gonna give that storyline a chance to grow a little bit more maybe we'll see more that will endear us to their relationship uh, in Creed 2 than we saw in Creed 1. I felt like it was almost shoehorned in, at least the way they introduced it Yeah, uh, in Creed. But, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic. I, when, when, I, when I read that she was going to be in this reprising her role as the same character, I was like, okay, all right. I, I'm, I'm definitely on board to give that a chance to continue and grow in a direction. I'm, I'm glad that it... <sighs> I don't want to compare it to Rocky Adrian because it can't compare to Rocky Adrian, at least at this point. But 
you know, I'm willing to watch this relationship grow and hopefully it becomes somewhat as meaningful as Rocky and, uh, and Adrian's relationship was. Yeah, I don't, I, go ahead, Mike. I'm just surprised. I am absolutely surprised that they are keeping Adonis in Philadelphia. I know he went there to be trained by Rocky, but like, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm just thinking character wise. What would the character stay in Philadelphia? I don't know. I don't know if Rocky's in shape to go anywhere else. Yeah, but wouldn't he want to go back home to California where it was nice and sunny and warm? I mean, like that's more like maybe I'm con- maybe I'm just thinking too much Rocky Three Apollo, maybe. I don't know, man. I I, I want to say that his bond that he's formed with Rocky would be enough to make him want to stay with Rocky. Because I think, you know, taking okay. Rocky out of Philadelphia at this point would be too much for Rocky to handle. I think the Philadelphia is all he's got left, really. Except for I, I think that Adonis. is the perfect way to say that. I, I really do. And I'm a little disappointed that I didn't say that first. But I think you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's just the impression that I got. Because of the, 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 the way the, the, that Rocky, uh, I mean, Creed ended, I just felt like there was a almost a, not a father-son relationship necessarily, but definitely an extremely strong, um, you know, mentor-mentee type of almost familial yeah. level relationship between the two guys. So I, I think we got the feeling that, that Adonis truly genuinely cares for Rocky at this point. And he's going to be there for Rocky, you know, through thick and thin. I, I think he wants to keep Rocky where he's going to be the most comfortable and keep Rocky in his corner, you know, yeah. for as long as he can. I mean, well, yeah, obviously, I mean, Rocky is now the Mickey role. Yeah, I Just love like that Rock, too. Rocky would have been unable to continue without Mickey, at least early in his career. Obviously, once he's established, he moves on. You know, he picks up Duke, but yeah. I mean, but I, yeah. I, did you hear about the uh, the casting news that came out today for uh, Creed Two? Oh no, what was that? Uh, an undisclosed role for uh, Academy Award winner Mark Rylance. <laughs> <laughs> trolled. <laughs> I. Kunda is trolled. I, I, I have triggered. No words at this point. I thought I was coming back to the fold. Triggered. I thought I was coming back to family, to people I love and cherish. Oh my God. Only to find out I've been lied to. <laughs> 40 minutes. I thought I was amongst friends. Oh, man. Jeff was holding on to that joke for 40 minutes. I was. I was I'm waiting for the Craig right time to hang my traps. <laughs> I brilliant. didn't even have spidey sense going off on that one. Brilliant. Oh, God. Dylan, Ooh. you son of a bitch. Oh, man. <laughs> so does that kill Creed 2 for us? Are we going to end on that high note and move on oh, to the next course, topic? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm sure over the next couple months, as more information comes out, we'll drop oh, sure. in the occasional nugget. Yeah, I like that. I think, I think as more information comes out, um, I know the restaurant is going to be in the movie again. I got... Uh, confirmation of that so that's that's a little bit more to add Mm -hmm. that's a good yeah it's good i was you know i i was glad to hear you say that because there are some really good set pieces uh that that i was hoping they would revisit in this and being of course still being in philadelphia there's no reason why you wouldn't go back to those iconic places right i i want marianne crete uh uh, yes. Walk through the door of the Victor. I, I'm sorry, of Adrian's, 
and I want her to confront Rocky because obviously she has some anger she has not mm. let go of with Rocky. <laughs> and I just, what a beautiful scene that could be between Marianne and Rocky. Do you think they resolve it? Or you've got to have an emotional pull. What else is going to be an emotional pull? You either have Rocky die from cancer, which oh, to no. me, I'm getting the feeling Rocky has gone into a bit of remission here with his cancer. Yeah. So, so if Rocky doesn't die, so so that could be one thing. Rocky could die. But no, if he, he chooses not to kill him, where is the other heartstring going to come from? I don't believe. Bianca's hearing loss is anywhere near strong enough Mm-mm. to pull like how Rocky had cancer. That's why Creed was so successful. I agree. Yes, Michael B. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan was great. Ryan Coogler was wonderful. They all were. But that was the hook. So what is our hook for Creed 2? I guess we're going to have to find out. Yeah. I think they're hoping it's Creed. They're hoping that people yeah. are liking that character enough where whether they kill Rocky off or not, that oh, people God. will stay with the series. Please don't. Boy, I gotta tell you, that's a, that's a tough game. I don't know. If I'm the one bankrolling it, I'm not taking that risk. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? Like, yeah. I'm not gonna... Imagine you kill him off in Creed 2 and you make Creed 3, and then it tanks. Oh, God, yeah, no. And you're like, listen, we need to bring him back from the dead. <laughs> like, nah, man. No no Ghost Rocky, please. Like, Creed you know 4, what? Zombie Rocky. Can, 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 I'm just gonna make the plea right now. Hollywood... Uh, Netflix, whatever, whoever's making shows and movies, please, for the love of God, stop killing off our childhood heroes. For God's sake, can't they just have a good send-off? Can they just fade off and retire and have a nice little pastoral life? I mean, why does everybody have to die now? This is ridiculous. I'm sorry. I just lost Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. Don't take my Rocky away, for the love of God. Just saying. Yeah. Let me rant for a second. I'm just I'm not I'm, familiar with that movie series. What? I'm tired of this crap. <laughs> I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. And there was no freaking Tron in Tron Legacy. So come on. <laughs> for the it love of God. Like 30 seconds. All my freaking. It, and they didn't even say it was him, really, necessarily. It was like, oh, maybe that was him. But you know, seriously, stop killing my freaking childhood heroes. You know what? Just, 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 just. And, uh, okay, never mind. Never mind. I'm, I'm rant over, but. Listen, no. I hear you on that. I do. I, I don't want to see Rocky die. I love the ending of Rocky Balboa where it just yeah. blurs and he just goes into the distance. You yes. feel like if you're in Philadelphia, we know it's a fictitious character, but we feel if we're coming out of a restaurant mm-hmm. and, and waiting for a cab, maybe Rocky will be walking across the street or something. You just want that feeling. That's what I'm saying. I don't, you know, they, the producers were right in Hollywood who called John Avildsen during Rocky V and said, listen, you don't kill Dracula, you don't kill James Bond, Damn and straight. you don't kill Rocky. And I'll t- Listen, now you want to get me off on a rant? I'll tell you who you shouldn't have killed. Captain James T. Kirk. There's oh, where you can kill dude. a character, and you oh, make it crappy, and you make oh it my God, dude. and you get everybody mad. Now you're triggering me. Now you're triggering me. <laughs> Let me tell you, that was... Oh God! As a as a Star Trek the original series fan since a childhood, yeah. Captain Kirk, Mister Spock was was my hero. And let me tell you, if you want to talk about great movie death scenes, that to me ranks as one of the highest, one of the best possible ways you could kill off a character. His it was his choice to sacrifice himself to save 
the entire crew of that ship. What a heroic way to go. And it was his decision to go. And as upsetting as that death was, you could look at that and go, okay, I'm upset. But he knew what he was doing. He chose it. It was a beautiful end. It it fit his logic narrative. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. It totally fit. It was perfect. And then when they ch- they chose to kill off Kirk in that slapdash, ridiculous bridge falling down onto some rocks nonsense. I mean, oh my God, was that it had did not have any of the gravity, any of the weight. This guy was an intergalactic hero who deserved a much better send off than that, in my opinion. That was probably one of the worst on screen movie deaths and one of my biggest movie disappointments. And thank you for triggering me, Jeff Ferry. No It'd be like if James Bond died by right. falling down the steps. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, he's got a Bartini in his hand. He's just walking away from the bar and slips on a on like on a lime wedge, <laughs> cracks or his like skull. He's, he's driving into MI6 and he gets in a car accident. Yeah. <laughs> with an Uber. <laughs> wow. We've gone to the other galaxy. We're off the rails, where guys. No one's gone before on the Rocky podcast. We're off the friggin' rails. Mike, Mike couldn't have bring us back. Bring us back with some other Rocky news. All right. So uh, we've we've basically beat the hell out of the updates on Creed 2. Something that happened on Christmas Eve. Something that happened that was so spectacular, I think... Many of uh, the people listening to this podcast wish they could have this in their own homes. On Christmas Eve, Sylvester Stallone had uh, one of three Rocky statues that were made. Uh, he had one delivered to his house and set up just in time for his uh, Christmas Eve party for friends and family. Uh you guys, if you if anyone has missed it that's listening, you can go on his Instagram. Just look at the dates. Go right back to around Christmas Eve. There's some video of Stallone and the group bringing it in, and it was really incredible. And I got to tell you guys, I got so many emails, texts, and uh, from social media on every platform. Mike, what happened to the Rocky statue? It's not in Philly, and is it gone? Stallone has it, and I had to say over and over and over, no, there were three statues made. One was in the San Diego Olympic Hall of Fame, which is the one I believe Stallone now has in his kitchen or his house. Um, There is another one that uh, Tom Schomburg made that was on eBay about 10 years ago for a million dollars and it didn't sell. And he has it now, I believe, in a new showroom in Colorado, Hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And then, of course, the original one is in Philadelphia uh, at its spot. It has not moved. It is most certainly there. But what would that what what's that be like? Like what do you think Sylvester's kids think when they're dropping off a, a nine foot statue of of Rocky? Like and it's coming through the house, like what goes through their mind? I'm guessing it's not a big surprise. No. <laughs> They've all seen the movie. <laughs> They've like, all seen him throw his helmet at it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If, you, if, if a nine foot statue existed of you and you were financially able, like if yeah. one of them became available and you could buy it, wouldn't you buy it just to make sure that so, you got to almost buy it just to make sure, like, I don't need some idiot to buy this. Right. And put it someplace I don't want it or some, someone buys it and is like, you know what? I'm going to just melt it down. Right. <laughs> I mean, well, the other one's at, like, for as much as, you know, I love the city, but the other one is sitting on the streets of Philadelphia. 
But that is not always going to be the safest place. True. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're going to have morons show up like last week, and you know they're going to drape uh, Minnesota Vikings colors all over it. Oh, sweet Jesus! Well, you know what? And that is another great, beautiful segue right into Sylvester's. Um, this past Sunday, he put on that. Uh, uh, Philadelphia Eagles jersey that he wore in 2003 when the link opened up uh, when Philadelphia played Tampa Bay and I believe they lost that opening game but Stallone was there at the game and he did that awesome Monday night football opening where he's boxing in the ring and we hadn't seen Stallone do anything everything was going direct to DVD he wasn't, his career wasn't on a high swing and we see him jumping rope and shadow boxing uh, in a ring talking about pleasure and pain they're not opposites. They're neighbors separated by a thin line and a split second or something. What an amazing opening to Monday Night Football. That, I believe, was the beginning of Stallone's comeback. A lot of people might disagree with that. But Stallone, on this past Sunday, he wears the jersey and he talks about, since he was 15 years old, he loved the Philadelphia Eagles. And I don't doubt him on that. I believe he did. But my one hang-up is when he got his dog Butkus and he named him Butkus, he named him after the most feared linebacker in all of football. That was Dick Butkus from the Chicago Bears. So I wonder if Dick One of the Butkus greatest had, names in football, by the way. Oh, the best. The best. I mean, if Dick Butkus had this effect on Stallone, I think the Chicago Bears have to rank somewhere in there. So that, if that's true, was he really a Philadelphia Eagles diehard fan or did he kind of segue as Rocky grew and his love for Philly continued to grow? I don't know. And I'm not questioning it. I'm just, I, well, I guess I'm questioning a little bit. What do you <laughs> well, I mean, and there's also, you have the many different levels of fandom. Like, yeah. he's probably not a fan of the Eagles the way that I'm a fan of the Eagles, where it's like, it's the Eagles number one and nobody else. And then after that level is just how much do I hate that particular team? And then, you know, there's like, you know, cowboy level hate. And then there's, you know, Redskin and Giant level hate. And then down to teams like you don't care about and you never see, you know, some team in the AFC West where you're like, what? Who are they? Like, I don't care. <laughs> but if you're, say you're a cat, even if he's true, he's like, say he's a casual, two above casual fan of the Eagles, but he also loved Dick Butkus. If he named his dog Butkus, as judge and jury of this particular uh, fan thing, I would allow it because it's Chicago Bears. And with the exception of the Fog Bowl, they don't have that much of a terrible history with the Eagles. I got you. Now, if he had named that dog, you know, Too Tall Jones or Stallback or something, he would be dead to me and I would be off to this podcast. <laughs> There's just so, some things I couldn't abide. Like if I found out tomorrow that he was secretly a Cowboys fan, yeah. this would be my last episode. So let me if 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 I'm hearing you and I think I am if Lawrence Taylor played back in the day and he was still for the Giants and 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 Stallone named his dog Taylor after Lawrence Taylor but claimed to be an Eagles fan what would you say to that I would say he was a effing liar that's what I would say <laughs> Damn and everyone knows it everyone's like no yeah just well, if, whatever team you're a fan of in whatever sport just pick your two or three teams that you can't stand and then just imagine your buddy going yeah i'm a fan of that team but i just really respect this other player no you don't you have to hate him 
till at least the man retires, and then you can grudgingly respect him. You can never like him. You can grudgingly respect him. I got you. Well, I, I am going to lose some sly cast cred here and say that I'm not a football guy. So if I had to pick three teams I, I'd hate, you'd have to pick them out of a hat for me. But I'm going to say Mike Kunda, as far as I'm concerned, Rambo 2008 and Rocky Balboa were Sly's comeback. That's what I'm going to disagree with you there. But as far as football yeah, but stuff, remember, but since, since cool. you brought this up, and you're not exactly wrong. I, I, I'm not going to say exactly you're wrong. wrong? I, I'm, you're not exactly Is wrong subject to gradation, Mike? I don't know. You're 95% wrong. Oh, like, my hell, God. Yeah, you can stuff a carrot in your mouth and let me finish. You'll see what I'm saying. <laughs> so here's why you're not exactly wrong. <laughs> he wasn't. I believe his comeback started with the Monday night thing. Not a typical comeback, but instead of being nowhere, people were like, oh, my God, you see Monday night football? Stallone, they brought him back as Rocky in the ring. It was awesome. And then they didn't hear anything. Then he does the, uh, the in-stone protein pudding thing. His name got out there a little bit more in sports circles, right? He had a couple of supplements. That went on for about three years. Then he does the Sly Magazine. He gets four issues out there, but he does that. It was all stepping stones to your point, which is the official comeback. So he had the pre-comeback. Then he does the contender, which he puts the in-stone pudding. The guys are using that, and then they're talking about uh, Sly Magazine. Now, in Sly Magazine, he puts segments of the Rocky Balboa script out there to see what his fans would think about it and everybody fell in love with it right so now that takes us to the end of 2005 when he it's New Year's Eve and he's sitting in a, in a, in a restaurant and he gets the happenstance Joe Roth from Millennial or Revolution Studios happens to be there and says why don't you do another Rocky and Bingo bangle because he'd been in the in the in the public eye again for the last three years. He took little uh, gradation steps, uh, like leap leapfrogs almost. And then Rocky Balboa is the big comeback. You are one hundred percent right. And then okay, they're saying, well, one hit one, they're sly. We're probably then he does Rambo four. Oh my God, he knocks it up ballpark with that. Okay, well, that's your two signature characters. You can't do anything else. Oh, wait a minute. We're going to do a little thing called The Expendables. And in between, we'll do a couple of crap movies. But there you go. So, All right. So, you know uh, what, Mike Kunda, I'm going to say, instead of making another Rylance joke here, I'm going to admit that you just pantsed me in front of the whole Slycast audience. And this is a good way to wrap up this episode because I know uh, I know we, we got to start breaking it up here because some of us have got to, have got to go. But well, thanks for that. Um, <laughs> thanks for ending it by embarrassing me. I appreciate it. My pleasure. I can take the pie in the face. But uh, guys, guys, guys. But on a serious note, guys, this has been a lot of fun. It's been great to be back with with the two of you, and hopefully next time all four of us will be back here again to cover. The Specialist. Uh, I know that's our next movie target. I know you guys are all looking forward to that. Maybe not Mike. Oh, God, I'm dry heaving. <laughs> but there were some good parts. There were some parts I enjoyed, so I am looking the forward credits. to credits. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> oh man so on our way out let's uh let's go around the horn and, and let people know where they can find us on social media jeff ferry where can people find you and your other podcasts uh, if they're looking for you uh, oh my god yes if you haven't got enough of my witty banter tonight uh, you can go on and search for the burbs minute where we broke down the movie the burbs minute by minute that's all complete it's all there i gotta do is search it we're in the in the I'm in the middle of we're right at the end of the Jay and Silent Bob minute. We're right now we're covering Clerks minute by minute. We're right down to like the last five minutes. So if you want to hear a movie broke down in painstaking detail and a lot of me screaming and cursing at my co-host, you should definitely uh, check that out. It's over on DuelingGenre.com. Nice. Now I got a lot of good podcasts on on Dueling Genre. Uh, Mike Kunda, let the audience know where they can find you and and find out more about your Rocky tour. I am on every major uh, social media platform. Google my name. Google the Yo Philly Rocky Film Tour. Google Cue the Rocky Music. Uh, I'm everywhere. I'm like a uh, I'm like dog crap. Uh, so I'm everywhere. <laughs> Just watch where you step, people. <laughs> well, and if you are in that bizarre cross section of Rocky and Star Trek fans. You can find me over at the tricordertransmissions.com where you get a bunch of different Star Trek podcasts for all different Star Trek subjects. And uh, you can hear me talk ad nauseum about many Star Trek topics. But uh, we'll be back here on the Slycast again in very, very soon. Keep your eyes on the podcast feed. Uh, I guarantee you all of us are, are committed to this and we're going to be giving you some more content real, real soon. So thanks for sticking with us. Uh, happy New Year to all you Slycast fans out there. We love you. And we'll be back with you real soon. Mike and Jeff, thanks a lot for being here tonight. Thank you. Later. All right, guys. Take it easy, and we'll see you again soon on the Slycast.